Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We can talk to our first guest of the day. Um, He's been good to me over the last several months while baseball hasn't been played, hopping on every uh, couple of the weeks. I think it's been three or four solid weeks since I talked to him last. I had him on like four times in one month. Uh, But Scott Miller returns here with us, much like Major League Baseball returns on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Scotty? I'm good. having withdrawals from not talking to you lately, but boy, isn't it nice to have games going again. How's your uh, remote control finger? (laughs) <laughs> uh it's getting worn out i will say yeah. that it's uh you know the last couple of days to just switch from game to game and uh you know and it's odd because i haven't been to a ballpark yet which is really strange because obviously what i do i'm usually at a ballpark but with right. the coronavirus restrictions you know uh media we don't have any access to the players other than zoom interviews and and telephone conference call type situations so uh, for those, you know, I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of those from home lately, so I haven't been to the park, been doing a lot of Zoom calls and such, interviews that way, and as you say, using that remote control thing. <laughs> if you're just going to hop on a Zoom conference, you don't have to go to the stadium to do that. You can do that from your basement. That's an easy thing. That's a beautiful thing. And this has the baseball been, just because it's back. I'm not commenting on the quality of play we've seen so far. I'll ask you about that in a second. But just to have it back, it gives me a lift as a huge baseball fan. Do you think it gives the quasi-baseball fan, the casual baseball fan a list just to get sports back? How big an impact do you think this is actually having in the psyche of the country? You know, I, I mean... I, I, I'm obviously biased toward baseball, and 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 I'm going to say that that yeah. I mean, I, I'm not so over the top where I say, oh my gosh, baseball can save the country. But you know, baseball can play a part in 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 as you say, the psyche. Baseball and sports in general can play a part in uh, you know making people feel better. I, I say, Jody, on on, on baseball's best nights. Um, it can give anybody watching, anybody participating, anybody in the stands or watching on television, any, it can give you a lot of excitement 
and uh, you know, on our on our worst nights, um, you know, for those of us, uh, you know, citizens that have been battling uh, health and illness and you know, maybe financial concerns and whatever, um, on 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 our worst nights, at the very least, having a game on, having baseball back can at least offer a couple hours worth of escape from from the harsh realities that we've all been living through. And I would say, you know, that's kind of my feeling. And I would say I think it's given a lot of people since it started Thursday night some pretty good joy and some pretty good escape based on the numbers. I mean, I know uh, I think ESPN, those thir- that Thursday night game, that Yankees-Nationals, I think they said drew $4 million. It was like the, the highest-rated baseball game on any network in, in like nine or ten years. And I think uh, I saw some numbers, Fox's national games over the weekend checked in pretty high, too. Yes, uh, it is getting out there, and people are tuning in. As you and I put the positive spin on things, we need to balance it with the reality of what is transpiring over the last three or four days. Um, right before the opener, Juan Soto, star player, the uh, Nationals tested positive for COVID-19. Um, the, his teammates had all passed their tests, so there wasn't a uh, jeopardy of the game being shut down. But he, of course, was not playing. Uh, here in Philadelphia this past week, uh, the weekend, uh, several Marlins guys were placed on the IL with no immediate explanation, which you assume is COVID-19. The same for Mike Moustakas of the Reds after having a big day the other day, hit a home run. I think he drove in four. Uh, he goes to the injured list unexplained. you got to believe that's covid uh, there have been crop-ups of it. It isn't like the NBA where they've got them in a bubble, so this is to be expected. Four days in, from what you've been able to gather as far as information goes, what baseball expected, better than what they expected, or, uh-oh, we may have an issue. You know, I, people within the game have been encouraged uh, so far by the testing we've had about three weeks worth of test results announced i believe and even this past friday two days ago i think there were ten thousand plus COVID tests uh players managers coaches uh, you know front office personnel ten thousand tests i think there were only six positives four players two front office personnel it's like 0.5 percent um overall that's about where it's been in three weeks. So from that perspective, baseball has been very encouraged, uh, the early results. Now, when you deal with, instead of move from the abstract, uh, where they're just a bunch of numbers, as I just listed, into the realities of, okay, Juan Soto is one of them. He's out. The Marlins have some tests. You know, if it's if Moustakis, uh, if he does have it, you know, now you start putting some names together and and when there's a situation like the Marlins it looks like what is it three of their regulars I think uh, look like they've tested positive and then and then another player too you do that's the biggest worry is is um, one, a breakout within one team because that's that's really the unanswered question yet nobody in baseball has come out and said okay if if there's a breakout on one particular team, uh, you know, I mean, what if this Marlin situation turns from four or five of them testing positive to 15 or 20? Right. Uh, will they just keep playing and will they just call people up 
to replace guys. It's the next man up philosophy within the 60 man uh, roster that everybody has. Will they just keep calling guys up? What's the breaking point where if there's a, a, a an outbreak within one team, is there a magic number where all of a sudden MLB would move to shut that team down or shut down games? We don't know that. Fingers are crossed. We don't get to that point, but that's kind of a long rambling answer for you, Jody. But the bottom line is so far so good, especially with the test, 0.5%. That's a really encouraging number. Hopefully, though, as the big worry is as teams start traveling, uh, that the numbers don't go up. All right. So that's the COVID injured list. Then there's the injuries that cropped up that at least we assume have nothing to do with the coronavirus. A couple of big pitching injuries today. Justin Berlander goes down, elbow issue. Uh, before we even get details on it, it's being reported that he is definitely out for the rest of the season. We await to find out how long Corey Kluber is going to be out. He got all of one inning and 18 pitches in for the Rangers in his debut there today, and he had to be removed from the game as well. These are multiple-time winning Cy Young pitchers, both going down after their first start in the season coincidence bad luck are there any extracurricular activities uh reasons that we're supposed to be drawing from for these catastrophic injuries for their respective teams well yeah and a couple of things jody one i see i just saw right before i jumped on with you on twitter verlander i think now is going public saying hey wait a minute time out he's claiming the report from the houston writer that has him out for the year isn't quite right. He's not saying he'll be back, but he says, I'm not done for the year yet. You know, I've still, there's a chance I could come back. So whatever is the case there, I don't, you know, will time will tell. But to your point, it, it, at the very least, it doesn't look good for Verlander. Um, Corey Kluber, you mentioned. Then you go to yesterday, Steven Strasburg scratched from the start with the Washington Nationals for a nerve issue in his hand. And then, oh, by the way, the New York Mets lost Marcus uh, Stroman uh, to a torn calf muscle. Now, uh, whether there's a common denominator in all of this and, and whether it is that baseball rushed through the, the second part of spring training over the last three weeks and some of these pitchers needed more time to prepare, uh, that's what people are going to be looking at right now because right we all talked about it that that it was going to be kind of a quick ramp up to to the season uh you know three weeks of spring training part two uh is awfully fast and and the big thing everybody was scared about people in the game is that enough time for starting pitching to get ready so you know hopefully these are all just random injuries, and we have pitching injuries in every year. But um, you know, boy, if it was any kind of if 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 if, if um, you know any of these guys feel like, hey, I yeah, I rushed it. I was I pitched before I was ready. That's going to be a hard pill for baseball to swallow in terms of responsibility toward players' health. Just confirming with what Scott just said. Tweet from Justin Verlander. The report that I am currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. 
this is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest, it will heal and I'll be able to return soon. Thank you for all the well wishes. So Justin Berliner himself saying, not so fast, my friend. Uh, I'm not saying I'm down for the season. No one else should just yet either. All right, you and I haven't talked since right before the season started. I remember talking about it before the season started with you that the owners and the players had an opportunity to expand the playoffs. It could be beneficial financially for both the players and the owners. The players were getting a little bit of a short shrift uh, with uh, postseason because they didn't accept the deal and they saved their right to uh, take the owners to arbitration on not playing enough games. Well, they broke through and they did add playoff games, more teams to the mix. Upwards of 16 out of 30 teams. A lot of details on how it's actually going to work. Uh, no, you know all the details. So I'll just cut to the chase and ask you. Good idea, bad idea, going to work, going to be great, going to be oversaturated in the postseason. What are your thoughts on the agreement they both came to? Well, first of all, um, the, to me, the, the most interesting part about it, and this is the part that maybe we should have seen this coming anyway, Jody, is you know the owners have been pushing to add to the playoffs for a little while now, and, and the players have, have been, have been uh, pushing back and, and saying no, no, no. Um, but but here, here's the deal. Um, I think you and I talked about this once. At one point in negotiations earlier this summer, the players and owners agreed to the expanded playoffs, and then they didn't agree to the rest of the stuff. That deal fell through. Rob Manfred implements this season, and we go from there. What, what that situation left was, in the playoffs, and this is even before the expanded, this is when, you know, as of a week ago when there's still only going to be 10 teams in. What that left was the players that would be participating in the postseason were going to be doing so for free. Because here's the deal the players get paid during the postseason, not from the postseason TV money, but the players' shares of the winners and losers' shares come from ticket sales. So the World Series, the first four games of a World Series, however many they play, seven, six, whatever, the first four, all of those ticket revenues go to the players. Same with the LCS, American and National League. First four games out of seven, all ticket revenues go to the players. That's how they get paid. Well, as we know, it looks like there's not going to be any fans in the stands. So without any ticket sales in October, when the players refused to agree to Manford's deal, and he implemented the season, they held on to their grievance. But what they also created was a situation in which they were not they were playing for free in October. So that's why the, the, the Manford and the players continued to talk, and then they ended up negotiating the expanded playoffs. The owners get what they want. They got extra TV money, a lot of it, with uh, 16 teams now instead of 10. And the players, they get $50 million of TV money now this year to split. So now there's all of a sudden going to be winners and losers shares again. So that part of it is the background. I, I don't mind the expanded playoffs for 60 games. Um, I mean, it's such a crazy season anyway. It's, it's basically like one big tournament. So, you know, it's, I, I think that's fine. You know, it, it, extra postseason games this October, I don't have a big deal with it because whoever wins the World Series, 
you're going to look at it as almost having an asterisk anyway. Um, you know, whoever ends up at the end of the season anyway, 10 years from now, we're all going to look back and say, yeah, but whoever won the World Series, yeah, that boy, remember that? That was that crazy 60-game season. You know, it won't be comparable to 162. Now, last thing, if they, if they, have these expand, if they expand the playoffs, right now they didn't agree to do it next year. Next year reverts to the old way. I think when in the new collective bargaining agreement starting in 2023, you're going to see this type of thing again. I, so the question is, are they going to go back and agree to expand for next year? I predict they will because once you get extra playoff money this year from TV, how are you all of a sudden next year going to go, eh, we're shrinking the playoffs and we're going to turn down some money. So I think they're going to do it. Okay. So two things – on the expanded playoffs. I hate to see it in a 162-game season because certainly the worry is it dilutes the season, right? Uh, you know, if, if more than 50% teams get in the playoffs, what's the drama in six months in 162? Now, flip side of that, the one thing I'm interested in, if they do expand it for 162 and you put all these extra teams in, while it might dilute the season, I think what it could do is discourage tanking. And I think we need to have a big discussion in baseball about ways to discourage tanking because certainly the number of teams have done so the last four or five years, the competitive integrity to me is at stake in the game. And if you expand the playoffs, I think in a a way that's going to make it more difficult for teams to tank because how do you explain to your fan base we're we're waving the white flag in March when there's extra playoff spots? Agreed. Uh, and the only thing I don't like about it, and I'm such a baseball nerd as I know you are too, uh, you try and figure out all the little nuances of it. They're going to have matchups, three game series yep. to open up rather than uh, full blown seven, and the higher ranked team will have all three games in their building, which is an advantage because you get to go home at night rather than to a sterile hotel. No fans, so it isn't the usual advantage, but it's an advantage just the same. Well, those two middle teams, the fourth-ranked team and the fifth-ranked team, may come down to a tiebreaker, that they may finish with the exact same record over 60 games, and because of a tiebreaker, someone may get to play all three home games while the other team's got to play all three road games. That's just not right, but I don't know how else they could do it, and I understand why they did it the way they did it, but there's one right. inequity right there in the middle, which will, when we get to August, late August into September, we'll start talking about it that much more because it's going to be so close. You mentioned uh, eliminating tanking. You're right. Nobody's going to tank this year because everybody's going to be close. What is that going to do to the trade deadline, August 31st? Because you need sellers for the buyers. Somebody's got to be willing to give something up for somebody to add. But if everybody's in the race on August 30th, what's going to get done on August 31st? Yeah, that's the thing. Is I think it could be a really slow trade deadline this year because you're right. It's August 31st, and you know, I mean, I mean, I think I saw FanGraphs predict the 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 system they use to predict things. I think they have 17 teams out of the 30 this year finishing between 30 and 33 wins or something like that. I mean, in other words, they're expecting a huge log jam. And, you know, if we've got that, you know, on August uh, 28th and the trade deadline's three days from now, and like so many teams are bunched up like horses 
at the opening gate of the Kentucky Derby, it's going to be difficult for teams to complete trades. I do think that. One other thing I wanted to tack on to your point you just made about the fourth and fifth teams, too. There are going to be on the back to the expanded playoffs. There definitely are going to be unintended consequences. They're going to have to be ironed out. You know, and here's another one for you. So the number one seed plays the number eight seed. Say the Dodgers are number one seed. Say the New York Mets are the number eight seed this year. They sneak in on a wild card. Well, if it's a best two out of three, Mets may be an eighth seed, but how about Jacob DeGrom going game one and the Mets win? And then right. the Dodgers win game two. Game three, the Mets use DeGrom out of the bullpen, and they're able to sneak. So if you've got, in other words, if you're a team that sneaks in on a wild card, best two out of three in the first round, if you've got a Jacob DeGrom, if you've got an ace like that, you know, you, number, you could see a number eight knock off a number one in the blink of an eye. That's very true when you're talking about a three-game series. The, uh, uh, those important uh, pitchers certainly increase in value rather rapidly. I, one last thing. I, I promised I was done, but I just thought of this as well. <laughs> the Mookie Betts deal. We haven't talked yep. since he signed his mega deal with the Dodgers. Everyone is speculating about what this offseason. You and I were just speculating about the trade deadline. Well, the next thing after that is the offseason uh, lost revenue. How's it going to affect the game overall? Well, the Dodgers didn't blanch, and they gave him top-of-the-market uh, value and LinkedIn contract. Is he an outlier? Is Mookie Betts that different and just that above the overall economics of the game? Or is it a harbinger of those who are saying, chicken little, the sky's about to fall, not so fast, Major League Baseball's still going to give out big contracts? You know, I, I, th- I tend to think he's an outlier. The owners are definitely worried about next year, too, because, you know, we, we, as a country, we've not been able to shake this coronavirus and the longer this goes, owners are looking to next year, and they're, they're afraid that next April, May, there's still going to be social distancing and in, in that you know maybe a sellout in a ballpark is, is 11,000 people instead of 40,000 people because you've got to spread everybody out. So not only are they losing money this year, but they're very concerned that next year won't be back to financial speed either. So, you know, the Dodgers certainly, in whatever world we're living in, if we're living in normal circumstances or if we're living in uh, the midst of a pandemic, the Dodgers are one of the few franchises that, you know, they've got rich owners, they're in a big market, deep pockets, they can financially pretty much play at a level above the rim with very few other teams, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, you know, the usuals. The rest of the teams, they weren't going to be able to afford Mookie Betts anyway. Um, so I tend to think the Dodgers got a taste of Mookie in spring training. Really like what they saw. They saw him show up at 5 a.m. every day for workouts, first one there. They saw him call a team meeting and stress urgency early on. Um, and they were really impressed by that, by a new guy. Um, and they've got the money, and they just said, this is our guy. Um, I think... You know, we'll find out. Trevor Bauer, JT Real Muto, these guys that are going to hit the free agent market this winter, um, you know, they'll get some money, but I, I tend to think it won't be a free spending free for all. 
Fair enough. Uh, Scott Miller, I will let you get back to your Zooming and your flat screening. And enjoy. We got a back-to-back uh, uh, -back Sunday night uh, baseball thing going on. Uh, appreciate you jumping on for a couple of minutes. You know, I'll be calling soon enough to get you back on again. I uh, look forward to it, Jody. Always a nice talking baseball with you, my friend. Scott Miller uh, from Bleacher Report does some shows. Neither he nor I have been on Sirius XM's MLB Network Radio for a while, but I hope both of us get back there, do some shows. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.